Welcome to YFC Now with news and encouragement from Fresno Madera Youth for Christ. Ministering to area kids for over 65 years, here is the host of YFC Now, Executive Director Ed Kazmarek. Hi and welcome again to the show. We're glad to be here with you on the YFC Now show, talking about youth issues through the ministry of Youth for Christ. Thank you for listening. It means a lot that you take the time to listen in to what's happening in the world of youth and what's happening through the ministry of Youth for Christ. Um, I just love being a part of Youth for Christ because we get to see kids' lives impacted. I love to just hear about our great ministry staff and the impact they have in kids' lives and also the volunteers that they work with. It's so critical that we have a team, a wave of volunteers going out into the community and spending time with kids. It's all about caring adults spending a few minutes in the lives of kids. And, uh, you know, I don't want um, to dismiss uh, how important it is to have long-term relationships with kids. But I also want to say that sometimes it's just a couple of minutes, a couple of moments in the lives of a kid that can make a difference. If you've got a kid who comes from a home where there's no adult support, okay, there might be a dad that's incarcerated, um, mom might not be connected, she may be uh, struggling with drug addiction, and we see this day in and day out. When you have these situations, sometimes just a moment of speaking into a kid's life can make a difference. Looking a kid in the eye and saying that God loves you, or that Jesus cares for you, and, and Jesus is going to be there for you. Um, being able to tell a kid, I see a leader in you, and you can lead for good if you choose to. Those kind of things can make a lifelong difference in a kid's life. And honestly, we hear adults today tell us all the time that um, Youth for Christ made a change in their lives. Um, when a caring adult or mentor spoke into their life, it made a difference. These things stick with kids for their whole life. In the same way that bad things can stick with a kid uh, into their adult years, the good and positive encouragement that they get from adult mentors can stick with them forever. And I wonder if people listening would like to be a mentor in a kid's life. You can do that. You can spend an hour a week, two hours a week, being a caring adult um, in a kid's life, and you can make an eternal difference for them. That's partly what we're all about, uh, letting people know about opportunities to work with kids. You can uh, be one of those saints who goes into middle school and uh, hangs out with kids. I, I know how that was. I, I love middle school age. It's kind of what I gravitated to as a, as a ministry guy in Christian camps. Um, I led outdoor ed. Uh, programs, outdoor education, teaching kids about God's creation in a camp setting. And I ended up a lot of times on hikes with 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. Um, imagine being on a hike with uh, as many as 100 middle schoolers. Uh, you know what? It was a lot of fun. And I think God gave me the, the strength and wisdom that I needed at those times to be in ministry with those kids. And God does that as well with our volunteers who step up and step forward to impact the lives of kids. Um, I also taught middle school. I taught seventh grade life science for uh, about three years, and that was at a Christian school. And that was uh, a lot of fun. It was challenging, but I just really loved their relationships with the kids. And now to watch them grow up and to see uh, the choices they're making in their lives, it's pretty exciting. And that's, again, what we get to see here at, at YFC. So um, that's a little bit of a plug to be a mentor in a kid's life. You get to be a hero in a kid's life if you step up and become a volunteer. So you can always call us or check out our website, yfcnow.org, and we will connect you. We'll train you as well. 
So today we want to focus on our middle school ministry, and we're going to talk to our Campus Life M director. Campus Life M stands for Campus Life in the Middle Schools, and our director has been on the show before. I want to welcome Carolyn to our show, Carolyn Flores Conrad. Welcome, Carolyn. Nice to be here, Ed. Glad to have you here, Carolyn. Hey, um, we've talked before about middle schoolers and the situations that they're in. Uh, You're leading ministry at several schools and why don't I, let's first start out with, uh, remind our audience about the different schools that we currently have clubs or uh, meeting times in. Okay, so we are at Computech, um, at Tioga Middle School, at Kasner Intermediate, at Glacier Point Middle School, and at Fort Miller. And we take advantage of opportunities at these schools where the administration has invited us to be and where there's a teacher who's willing to open a classroom and where we have volunteer teams. And that's one struggle I know. Am I right, Carolyn? Yes, definitely. Just finding, uh, finding folks who have the time and the willingness to come and be a part of club. What's it like for a volunteer? Just real briefly, what's it look like for a, a volunteer who comes and plugs into a club? So our meetings um, are designed around a school day. So we have clubs that meet before school, after school, um, and occasionally during school. The struggle with that is people have jobs and lives and they go to school themselves. So the challenge is finding wonderful adults and maybe 18 and 19 year olds who are willing to give an hour to an hour and a half of their time to be at a school. One of the advantages that we have of, of course, working with middle school kids is we do want a a spread of years between our, our volunteers, our mentors, and the kids. And so with middle school kids, you can find college kids, maybe even high school seniors who are old enough that they're removed from the age of the middle schoolers. So we actually do have some high school age helpers. Some of the kids in our high school campus life programs have helped with clubs, but also we're looking at, like, as you said, for those adults who can speak into the lives of kids. So speaking of middle school kids, uh, you often are talking with them about who Jesus is, and their own relationship with God, with Christ. What are some of the things that you're finding out about where they're at with their relationship with Christ? Um, Well, it was really interesting. A couple of weeks ago, we had a discussion about your relationship with Jesus and what that looks like. And a lot of kids are really apprehensive to talk in front of their peers about their relationship with Jesus. It's part of being a middle schooler. You don't want to stand out. You don't want to... Mm say exactly what you think. Um, So I've found it's been a lot easier to have them take a couple of minutes by themselves and write on a piece of paper. And I have a yellow box I bring with me to club, and they just drop the paper in there, and I get to read their answers later. Wow. And it's a way for me to get to know the kids, and they know that I read it later. Um, So they're sharing a part of themselves with me without sharing it with the rest of the group. Well, that's great. It's a private way to connect with you, and you get to pray over those cards. I see right here on the the table here, you've got uh, a bunch of cards. It looks like probably 50 different cards, and they're labeled with the names of different schools, Computech, Kasner, Tioga, and so on. And the kids put their names on there sometimes. Maybe sometimes right. they don't. But it looks like you got some cards in your hand there. What are you going to um, share with us? Um, So I just wanted to read a couple of these. Um, It's interesting to hear from their own words how they feel about Jesus and what that looks like. It's Um, important for us to know, too, kind of to get in the mind of a kid. 
And especially it helps us target issues later, Mm -hmm. um, different topics and such. So I have one kid who says, um, I just don't know how to explain it. Sometimes I feel like I'm in touch with God, and yet other times I feel lost and angry. Mm. And that's, how often is that our feeling? (laughs) Mm. Sometimes we feel so close, even as adults, and other times we're just, where are you in the midst of our struggles? Mm. Um, I have another girl who I know personally, I've had a wonderful chance to talk to her, and before I even got to hear her whole story, um, she wrote, I can't answer that. Um, I feel like my life is ruined. Um, It feels like he's not there, like I'm alone, like no one cares about me. And what's wonderful about this girl is that even though it sounds like not a happy card (laughs) that she wrote down, um, I got a chance to talk with her at her school. I went to lunch and just sat with her. Mm. And I'm going to start taking her to church on Wednesdays, and she's really excited about that. And it's just great to see, even though she really does have a tough situation, how just me taking 10 minutes out of my time to drive her to church and pick her back up is going to make so much of a difference. Wow. Uh, just to have somebody in her life, I'm assuming that in her family, that's not their their mode is to go to church on Sunday, right? right. Okay. Wow. What an opportunity. And I have some kids who are just, verbiage is confusing. Um, denominations and all of those different things. And I have a girl who at another school wrote, she's a half Christian because Hmm. her, she goes to church, but her mom's Jewish and her dad isn't. And just how much young kids tie their relationship with Jesus to what their parents have taught them um, is really interesting. Hmm. I have probably at least 10 different cards that have something to that effect where I go because my parents want me to go. Um, I'm a Christian because my parents say I am. And it's, it's fascinating Hmm. (laughs) to hear what these kids have to say. Well, I can relate to that, Carolyn, because I grew up in a tradition that was a, exactly that. It was a tradition. It wasn't like uh, that from an early age, a personal relationship was described to me. I had people step into my life that cared and shared with me a personal Jesus, but it wasn't until I was 17 that I really clued in that Jesus was real. And so I, I can see how kids will label themselves this or that based on what their parents tell them or the tradition that they pass on. And so obviously it's always about their relationship with Christ. Right. And kind of going off that exactly, um, you know, I have another card from a boy who says, in my religion, they take prayer very seriously, and it's really important. Um, We thank him for blessings. Like, he's using distant language Mm. to describe his relationship. Christ isn't real personal to him. Um, It's something that they've done. I have a story of a wonderful kid. I... My husband and I volunteer at Tayoga, and we really care about this kid. Um, he's a young boy, and when he wrote this, he said, My relationship with Jesus is weak, and I would love it to be super strong. And I've just seen him grow in the past couple of weeks. We were able to give him a Bible, and he was really excited about it. My husband wrote something in the page for him. Um, especially to this kid and he was going around like showing different people. He brings it to club and like is talking about it. And Mm. it's just really great to see growth in certain kids where 
other kids, it's just going to take them a little bit more of a process to mm-hmm. get that personal connection. Sure. Well, and I, I was at Bible study this morning, and isn't it like that for all of us, even as Christians, that we go through seasons where we feel like we grow fast, other times where we struggle, and like you said earlier, searching for God and not knowing where He is, but we ultimately know in our head that He's always there, even if in our heart it's it's hard to feel like His presence is there. So go on. Um, so a girl that I have at one of my schools, she says, I don't think my relationship with God is really good because I feel like a two-face. When I'm at school, I'm not very good. Mm. But when I'm at church, all Christian. Sorry. Our kids write very interesting, too, by the way. Yeah, interesting <laughs> um, grammar. <laughs> but I love him, and I don't know how to change. Her struggle, this girl in particular, um, school she goes to is a little rougher. She has a really hard time at home, has a very sad story, um, has people who care about her, but at school she likes to be like everybody else and mess up and not keep to those things that were instilled in her Mm. before. Um, I had a privilege of being able to talk to one of her parents, which, you know, unfortunately I don't get to do with a lot of these kids and, you know, just to hear her parent describe to me like what's going on. And I know it's taking a burden on her and just the care that's, that's there for her. Um, but how strong is our culture today that you have to feel torn between one or the other? Mm. Sure. And how it's not popular <laughs> mm-hmm. to be Christian or to have values that, you know, are different mm. from mainstream. Yeah. Well, we've heard the question a lot of times, is our faith a Sunday only faith or are we letting Christ invade all seven days in all aspects of our life 24 seven? And, uh, you know, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness and self-control. And so these kids are struggling with the same thing us longtime believers are, is uh, are we allowing the Holy Spirit to take over our lives and let the fruit of the Spirit shine through, even at school when it's risky? Great stuff. And another kid says, um, Jesus loves us even when we did something bad. How true is that? And how often we forget... Good theology. ...that... He does care about us. Um, a lot of things that I see in probably the majority of the papers um, kind of just always brought me back to this verse that for grace you've been saved through faith and it is not your own doing, but it is a gift from God. Um, especially with a very driven school that I'm at where grades and being pushed to excel. <laughs> mm. um, I would say a majority of those kids are like, I'm not reading my Bible enough. I don't know if I have a good relationship. Um, I'm not going to church every Sunday or I need to start going to church every Sunday. Like a lot of works based, mm. you know, stuff is out there. And clearly it's not by what we've done or what we're doing that we're saved. Like the Bible says, mm-hmm. inspire faith and, it's great to see the kids that I have catch a vision for that mm. and see where God is moving and caring about them. So you'll see some of them, even like some of us big kids do, we, beating themselves up over what they're not doing and they're not doing good enough. And 
you know, uh, that's just a reminder for us about the grace of Jesus Christ is that, well, certainly we want to obey God and we want to be more and more obedient each day. But that amazing grace is the forgiveness of our sins and we can run to him. It's not that he's shaking and wagging his finger at us, seeing how bad we are. He already knows how bad we are, but we can just run to him every time we fail and he's got open arms. It's a great reminder. And I have one kid um, who says, I've been blessed by Jesus so many times. Unfortunately, I think I currently need to s- need a stronger relationship with Jesus. He loves me so much, and without his blessings, I wouldn't be at Computech at all. Mm. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Computech is a school that I believe it's called a magnet school. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And those kids are... St- push to excel and to strive and that's great and there are some wonderful kids that go there and awesome teachers and administration at that school Um, but sometimes you know we see what's the result of all of that striving and pushing and um, you know we talked about expectations this week in club and across the board at every single school like parents expectations are that your kids are going to do well and you know, for some kids who strive, and I'm not saying just at Computech, at other schools that I'm at, you know, if they try really hard for an A and they get a C, it's devastating. And it's a blessing for myself and for my other volunteers that we can just remind them that God already knows what we're going to do. He knows the plans for our lives, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't try <laughs> and do the best you can. It just means that whatever you do, God already knows about it. And he cares about you. And sometimes it's hard to see that. Sometimes it's hard for these kids to see that. And Caroline, it must be hard for you because we have such extremes that we work with. I mean, you're going to see kids who have no support at home, no interest from the parents, right? There have been times where we've had trips or opportunities and we can't even find a parent to sign a permission slip or to pick up or drop off the kids. Right. And we have broken homes that we, where we see that kind of thing. We see kids left to run on the streets without any discipline whatsoever. And then on the whole other side of that, you might have um, parents who are really focused on their kids' performance. And some of those parents may be forgetting to love their kids. You know, sure, we want our kids to do their assignments and perform and, and do well in life. But then on the other hand, to forget about the love and grace that kids need as well, the love and nurture. And we see that, those two end members. And so we're working with a whole spectrum of kids at all the different schools, all across Fresno and even into Madera. And so we see every kind of situation. But to me, it all boils down to the same thing. Each kid needs the Lord and needs the love of Christ and the forgiveness of God to be able to have a happy and healthy Uh, life as a kid. Yes. And it's, we get the blessing of talking about a variety of different topics with our kids. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, their relationship with Jesus is definitely important and our number one. But if they're having a really hard time at home, maybe they're not thinking about Jesus because they're just trying to get through their school day and they're just trying to make things happen. And so... I have a lot of more, a lot of papers that I could read, and there are a couple more I will before the end of the show. But every single one of these kids has a story, mm-hmm. and 
I need help. I mean, for everybody who's listening out there, um, there are schools that are asking for us to be there. And there are hundreds of kids Mm. in different counties that have stories and they want to talk about what's going on at home and they want to talk about peer pressure and they want to talk about their relationship with Jesus. They just need someone to sit down and listen. You know, and for those, Carolyn, those people who are listening today who may know, may already know that they're not called to do that, that's fine. And we bless and release people who are not called in to do that. Those who are, we, we challenge you to come and step forward and, and be with us or be with any other ministry that reaches our young people. Also, um, pray. Pray for the workers to come into the field and step forward and be able to just love on and listen to these kids. I'm telling you, Carolyn, I know for me, a lot of times it's just listening because kids will go off on what's their, what their challenges are and what their hopes and dreams are. And a lot of times it's just listening and giving a comment here and there that guides the kids. So these are great opportunities to make a difference in God's kingdom to, with God's kids who I know that he loves these kids even more than we do. So these are great opportunities. Well, what else do you have to share with us? Looks like you got some more cards. Um, so one more thing that I think is common, and this girl just describes it. Um, she says, I have a relationship with Jesus, but it's like there's a wall between him and I. I feel like he's too good for me, and I don't deserve him in a way. Um, how often do we feel like that? Hmm. And it's not a uniquely junior high feeling. Uh, she, This girl in particular, um, I know she goes to a great church. And by all external appearances, <laughs> when you talk to her, maybe I wouldn't get this answer from her if I just asked her, what's your relationship with Jesus like? And different ways of giving a kid the opportunity to express themselves is, I think, very valuable Mm -hmm. for not only what we do here at YFC, um, but from what other organizations do who are working with kids and, you know, parents. I'm not a parent, but, you know, you have the most time with them. Mm. And it's interesting, like, in junior high, I definitely felt like this girl. Um, Like, there was a wall between Jesus and myself and... How great is it that we get to take our experiences of those two interesting years of our lives and look back and reflect and Mm. talk into um, a kid's life and say, I was there. I understand what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. One of the things I wanted to mention, you brought up uh, just the different subjects we can talk about. Uh, One of the great things about our ministry is that there's a curriculum that's been created by national leaders in the YFC movement to kind of address some of the critical issues and the key issues for middle schoolers, as well as our high school clubs. So we've got a curriculum that's kind of a foundation, a cornerstone for us to bounce off of, and it addresses topics like uh, relationships and, you know, loving relationships and accepting others and encouraging others, Um, how to deal with addictions or, you know, substance abuse or uh, how to deal with the different relationships in our lives and all tied to the Word of God and how that relates to the Lord. Um, Carolyn, we've only got just a minute and a half left, and we're going to wrap up, but I can see we've got lots of more cards and maybe can talk another whole show about these different issues. How do you want to wrap up? Uh, we've, we've called for help. We've called support for support. Maybe any prayer requests or any other thoughts before we close today? 
Um, I think definitely prayer is the key to everything that we do. If you're not called to work with kids, like Ed said, um, you can pray. (laughs) Everyone can pray. And prayer for the different campuses that we work at and for kids in your lives that maybe you come into contact with that you just don't think about. And just prayer is key. Well, Carolyn, thanks. And we will continue another time. I really appreciate the work that you do and the team that you uh, pull together. Your husband is a, is a great minister as well. And these cards just reflect that we have a super opportunity and you're taking advantage of that. So thank you. Thanks. Well, um, we are about wrapped up for today. Uh, thank you for listening and thanks for your care for our young people. We just so much want to see them meet the living Jesus Christ and see a change in their lives. And they need Jesus as much as ever. So thanks for caring for our youth and thanks for listening. God bless you and bye-bye. You've been listening to YFC Now. Contact us with your comments and questions at 237-4741. Visit us on Facebook or on the web at yfcnow.org. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our youth.